In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Just for 
Welcome to an all new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan. We've made it to the end of the week, and oh my god, the week is not over for me, folks. It's nine o'clock right now at night, and I, I'll tell you what I did today because it was really awesome, and it kind of explains the outfit I'm wearing for those of you uh, watching this on uh, YouTube. But uh, I mean, I'm just so happy. I'm so damn happy. Vanderpump Rules is back. It really feels like if this show can get back on its feet, we can get back on our feet. I'm excited, man. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing eye makeup. Um, <laughs> so it has been a hell of a week. We've had so many cool guests. We had Anisha from Family Karma. We had Noor from The Reality Is yesterday recapping the first episode of Jersey and just had an awesome conversation. Uh, we had our pop culture roundup with uh, Lauren Skay, where we talked all about the Army Hammer article. I mean, we I, we just we had Crown uh, the Crown Jewels uh, podcast with uh, Samantha and Lex Nico, and I've just uh, my cup runneth over. Uh, I'm, I mean, this is the hardest I've ever worked at anything, but it's still, it is, I mean, but it, what I, what I mean is that I'm just so lucky to do any of this. I'm so lucky to be as busy as I am. Um, I, I just, I love this stuff so much. And I just want to say that right now, no matter who I make fun of today, know that this comes from a place of deep, deep love. And I have really passionate opinions about these reality shows and about pop culture in general. Um, but Vanderpump Rules has always been special to me. You know, it's like you always have those shows that find you at the right time. And I'd already been a Housewives fan, and I was really pissed. I was pissed when they did a backdoor pilot for Vanderpump Rules and they attached it to the back of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I was like, I, I thought I was getting a two-hour episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and now all of a sudden I'm following this Sheena girl around? I don't care if she has a tie with Brandy because of Eddie. I don't care about this. Give me the Beverly Hills girls. And... I didn't watch that first season of Vanderpump Rules. I was literally like, how dare you trick me? It was the same thing with Summer House, you guys. When they did the two-hour Vanderpump Rules into Summer House, I was like, I don't want to see this blonde-haired guy in a jacuzzi with Stassi. No, thank you. And it's just funny because it just shows when I get stubborn like that, I'm always wrong. Is that you have to let leave room for things to be really good. And Vanderpump Rules is a unique show that is just really good. And it's now been on long enough, 10 seasons, 10 seasons, is that now, you know, they, they've even had a, a couple of bad seasons. But it's like awesome that like if you if the premiere episode is uh, to tell us anything is that Vanderpump Rules is back, baby. I mean, and that's just I think that's just what we need. It's a mixture of drama and fun. And the crazy thing about this just it's it's wild because, you know, we're dealing with people's really real pain real things like to go through a, a divorce and then have that just so recently then come up as a storyline on a show. Dude, I've told you guys about my divorce. Like it, I would never, I would never want that on TV. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, but it's fascinating to watch. And we've now been with these characters, these people now for 10 seasons. So it's weird. It's like, you you know, it's it's just it's just wild. But I really love I thought the tone was perfect. I thought the capturing the newer characters like even Allie, DJ James Kennedy's new lady, new lady love. He's the love of my life. She's the love of my life. Love of my life. 
I thought I was the love of your life. It, I mean, truly just a great mixture of everything. You got the Lala and Rand stuff. You have Tom and Ariana just there almost being able to just put in kind of funny comments and passion and all of these things. I mean, I'm curious to see what happens to them this season. But then, of course, Schwartz and Katie are, I mean, I think that is going to be the storyline that potentially hinges the whole season. And I was, I mean, so let me tell you about today, actually. So I did a live uh, digital worldwide experience for this company called Moment. Uh, you can still go check it out for the next two weeks. It's moment.co forward slash SBIG. I've been yelling about it all week. And I was really nervous to do it because I just do it from this location where I'm doing it right now. But, uh, you know, you, you open it up to people, you sell tickets, and I wanted it to be a show and just kind of a celebration of the first episode. And so I reached out to Tom and Ariana, and they were so nice to come on and spend like 20 minutes with us or maybe a little bit more. And then, like, you guys know how nervous I get asking people to do anything for me. Like, I just don't like asking people for favors. And I don't, I just get, it, it makes me feel, like, icky. And I know I've got to get over that feeling. And I just don't, I'm not, I just don't seem to be able to do it. But I asked them, and then I was like, you know what? I did Sheena's podcast a couple of weeks ago. Let me text Sheena and see if she'd be willing. And I thought I wasn't going to get a response. And she was like, yeah, because I just asked her to make a video. I said, hey, would you make a video maybe just welcoming everybody and just saying, hey, hey, baddies? And uh, she goes, hey, why don't, can I just go? Can I just show up? And I was like, yeah, you could just show up. You could do that if you wanted to. And, I, you know, I thought I was getting punked or something. And, uh. So she came on, you guys, and she came on, and guess who she was? She was with Lala, and they were with their babies. I, I, we got to meet Summer Moon. We got to meet Ocean. Uh, Brock was there. Our good friend, uh, friend of the pod, Janet Elizabeth, was there, um, and they were just there hanging out. And we, I mean, it was... It was really a scene for a second. And uh, Kiki at the Talk of Shame, Kiki Monique, uh, helped me co-host the thing. And she's just always so great and such a presence. And also, damn, just Kiki Monique pops on a screen. I like, listen, I have to put all this makeup on just to even look weird, but she just pops genuinely. I just, I mean, truly amazing. And so we got to recap the show a little bit. I got to do an un unboxing finally. I've talked about this a lot on the show. I finally did an unboxing as I bought Jax's lunchbox, his Rambo lunchbox. Here it is, baby. I did an unboxing. I've never done an unboxing video. And this is Jax's Rambo lunchbox. He was selling a bunch of things on eBay a while ago, and I bought this because it was the cheapest thing on there that I could, I, it was like the only thing I could afford. And, uh, but also, I, I think I would pick the Rambo, like a Rambo lunchbox, like that belonged to Jax, of course. And then Shop Wild World of Ack, AK, um, I put them on my Instagram. She made this amazing, it's pants too. She made this amazing sweatsuit and it has all the Vanderpumpers. I mean, look at Jack's over there. And then it even goes on the arms. Here's like Randall and Lala. Here's Stassi, Lisa. And then on the pants, you guys, it gets wild. Like Lisa Rinna is right near my crotch area, which is just way, I don't ever want Lisa that close to my crotch ever. <laughs> I'll, I'll always be close to your crotch, right? <laughs> I don't have a job anymore, so I can be close to your crotch. <laughs> and we got Erica Jane on there. We have uh, Brooks, Girth Brooks, uh, Vicky's ex. He's uh, on here. We have um, uh, Erica Jane and Tom, their wedding photo. I'm Erica Jane. I'm on Ryan's right leg. You guys got to go to the Instagram to see this sweatsuit because it is insane. 
Also, if you are watching on YouTube, once again, you can see the P-U-M-P in purple Mylar balloons, you guys. These are the fancy Kardashian balloons. Um, and I don't know, those Kardashians, their balloon budget has got to be insane because these four letters cost me like nearly a hundred dollars, a hundred bones for four of my, and they're just like, literally, they just have like balloons that say fart, you know, like they'll just, they're like, yeah, I don't, you know, why text somebody? Let's just give them a balloon arrangement with the message. I mean, they even posted a big balloon thing today that dwarfs my four letters, but I'm like the amount of money they, they should just buy a balloon store and put it in one of their houses. Um, and also lastly, uh, this is the last podcast thing. I know it's annoying if you're not watching what I'm talking about. I have my hair like dipped down like Sandoval's. And then I put Sandoval's eye makeup on that he wears for the Tom Sandoval and the most extras. And I painted my nails white. Look, get, Hey, move over Craig Conover and Tom Sandoval. I think this might be my new look actually. I don't pull any of this off, but still very exciting to do it for a show. Uh, and that show was celebrating the return of Vanderpump Rules, which we are going to go into. We're going to do it, baby. It's been a while. I'm rusty, but I love this. So let my passion take us through today. Also, I'll let you know, uh, today I am on the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt, I believe his name is. And I think they're going to come on pretty soon, too. And they have so many good stories. And I have, I've known about these guys for a long time, so it was great to go on and do a bunch of pop culture stories with Dax. Um, and that'll be out today as well. So go check that show out. I thought it was great. I had so much fun. It's always fun when you don't have to be in charge of anything. You just show up and just talk and just say stupid, stupid jokes. Oh, man. I just I love it. I love it. Uh, Vanderpump Rules, though. I want to know what you guys think, but I got to say everything that I was reading online was so fairly positive that I loved it. It reminded me that we don't just have to hate things, that we don't have to passionately hate things. Like by the end of Salt Lake City, I was just like so dread. I was like, and I kind of like, this is the level I want to be at a level of like really loving a show, laughing at a show, laughing with a show. And sure, it's only the first episode. This could all fall apart next week, but I'm just going to enjoy it because it's one of those things that you get really nervous if you lo love a show because you want it to do good. You want it to be good and you want it to recapture the magic that it once held for you. And it's so nice when something even comes close to, you know, if you, I didn't go in with high expectations, but it like exceeded those expectations. And I just... Listen, we got DJ James Kennedy being an idiot. Uh, I mean, we need one of those. We need an idiot. Schwartz also potentially being an idiot, but a more lovable one. But you need that person like DJ James Kennedy that's like, yeah, man, I'm going to throw myself on this uh, hand grenade. Yeah, I'm going to take all the shrapnel. I mean, I don't think he realizes he comes off the way he does, but it is a needed character. You need that's why him and Jax really truly didn't get along. It wasn't the age thing and it was it was because they were so damn similar. It was like DJ James Kennedy was an updated, classier, more clean version of Jax. And I think that was I mean, listen, if you are the type of person that Jax portrayed on the show, you're going to be upset as you get older and find somebody that comes in that is younger, that is doing all of the things that you used to do and getting away with it. And uh, yeah, so this episode, by the way, is called Breaking Bubba's. Now, listen, we can derive a lot from a title, Breaking Bubba's. Now, my immediate thought went to Breaking Bad. I was like, oh, my God, do they sell meth in this? Do they go to the desert and like 
Do, do Schwartz and Sandfall just uh, start selling meth to to fund Schwartz and Sandys? But then I realized Bubba is, of course, Schwartz and Kate. Bubba, hey Bubba, 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 Bubba. Which, by the way, I I know Katie's mom sometimes listens to this show. And she's actually really awesome. Um, I I hope you're not listening today. Actually, you. Sh- I mean, it doesn't matter. I have amazing things to say about Katie, but I wonder if it sucks because think about it. Like, you know, she's watched their relationship as well. So I, I sometimes wonder if that's like messes with them. And also, she's probably been around them so many years of them calling each other Bubba. So breaking Bubba's. I mean, it's a very triggering title potentially. Now the description that Bravo gives us, they put it on the little cable thing. They said, "Katie and Schwartz attempt to maintain a friendship in the wake of their recent divorce." Oh my God, amazing! I mean, that's the that's like that's like the first sentence of Moby Dick. You're like, can you get a better like di- like I'm in, I'm in. They're going to try to maintain a friendship in the wake of divorce. Well, how the hell are you going to do that? I'd like to I'd like to watch that. Listen, it is really, really, really hard. I mean, this is not as triggering as it would have been for me a couple of years ago. I mean, I will say the moment that triggered me the most was uh, Schwartz dropping off the dogs in the beginning because I've done that exact, I've done that drop off. I've done that drop off. And I will say, I'm sure Schwartz is a good dog dad, but you know, Katie's the one like potentially heavy, doing the heavy lifting with the dogs. I mean, my wife, my, sorry, God, Oh, geez. My ex, my ex, uh, she's the best dog mom. I mean, I, I mean, truly amazing. And I'm the fun dog dad, (laughs) the, the, the male, female gender roles when it comes to pets is very eerily similar to the male, female gender roles just in real life. Um, so we continue on with the description. James introduces his new girlfriend, Allie to the rest of the group. Now this is one of those things too, of like, wait a sec. Whoa. You're going to tell me we're going to watch uh, people that were married try to be friends and that DJ guy got a new girlfriend? My dad even said tonight was like, wait a sec, that's the DJ guy from a couple of seasons ago that was with the one. Like, he didn't even get it. He was like, wait a sec, he's with a new girl? Her name's Allie. And uh, also tensions between Schwartz and Lala bubble over when one of them commits an act of betrayal. I mean, I love that they make it sound like espionage. Like, what's one, an act of betray, an act of war. But I will tell you, Lala does scare the shit out of me sometimes. When, like, once Lala finds out that she um, has, like, one's gotten over on her, like Randall pulled one over on her or something, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't mess with, I mean, just, she scares me. She scares me. I mean, I would not, I, I would not want to test Lala. And that's just... I mean, who knows if she's even, I'm even scared just talking about it right now, folks. I just, I, I am. And, um, so that's what we got for this first description. So you're like, wow, that sounds like a pretty good episode. Let's see if they can, uh, stick the landing the show. And by the way, these notes are taken by our good friend, Juliana Carraza, who took all the real housewives of Beverly Hills notes and did brilliantly, brilliantly, um, so I am so happy that she did these notes. She's really true. And she rushed these out. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Juliana. Uh, we missed you. And uh, let's go. The show opens with a wedding. The bells are tolling. It's August 2016. Katie and Tom are at the altar and LVP is officiating. Tom's voice is cracking, reading from a folded piece of paper. I stand here. 
I stand here today in the moment before my dream girl. I'm a beautiful bride-to-be. I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart that I've never loved you more than this moment right here. Remember, you guys, the voices I do are not the actual voices of any of these characters. It's just my interpretation of that. And I always think of Tom Schwartz as kind of like that laid-back surfer guy, even though I know he doesn't surf. It's just like, oh, man, what's going on, dude? Um, and we all remember that. We all remember Sandoval, uh, you know, taking one of their dogs and using it as a, a tissue paper to stop his tears. Everybody's crying. Uh, and Katie says, at times, I definitely thought my world would end because I can't imagine my world without you in it. She's saying this to Tom. And I'll, I mean, just a brilliant way to start this episode because we're just like, oh, shit, man. Oh, no, because we know what's about to come. We're like, no. And also, I watched the reunion right before I watched this. And the reunion, if you watched it back back to back, it's it's numbing because literally they're like, Andy's like, okay, well, what's going on with everybody uh, as we wrap up here? And... Tom and Katie say, you know, Tom's like, yeah, I'm going to like, hopefully we'll have a kid and like everything's good. And then cut to this season and everything is not good. We fast forward to April 2022. We see Tom and Katie each sitting down for a talking head interview separately. And the producers are like, you ready to talk about this? And Tom's like, let's do it. Just diving in, I guess. And Katie hands folded in her lap and she's like, yeah, let's do it. And I have to say, Katie looks great this season. Katie, like, that's the thing. And I don't want to hurt Schwartz's feelings. I don't think he'll ever listen to this, so we're good. Um, but uh, listen, we'd be ignorant to not say that there has been a major glow up. Katie's always been beautiful, but like, I mean, just, I, I hate to say, you hate to say when like tragedy sits well on somebody, it's not like, you know, but I'm like, wow. I mean, look at me. I still haven't recovered from mine. I still, lo- I mean, I'm now putting man makeup on, but like, I, it just, it just crushes everything. And, and it then leads you to believe like, maybe this was a weight holding Katie down. You start making these, you know, and Schwartz, Schwartz always kind of seemed out there out at sea kind of lost. And he still seems that way. He doesn't seem like he's had a major glow up. Luckily he's always been amazing looking and and seems like a fun loving person. Um, So we see a montage of their history and special moments together. And Katie's like, So after 12 years together and five years of marriage, I went to Tom last winter and asked him for a divorce. Now, remember this in in the timeline of Winter House, because we found out not in this episode, but we found out through interviews that Schwartz had been told that Katie was requesting this and he knew that going into Winter House. He just didn't say anything. So obviously this had been a topic of conversation, which we'll probably have more information come out throughout the season. But I really wonder, you know, did Katie try to soft launch this idea? Was she, you know, was this even back into the summer? She's like, you know what, maybe we could take some time. Or was it at winter was the breaking point? And Tom's like, I felt like my whole world and everything I know just sort of like dissipated in that moment, you know? And Katie's like, we've had a lot of issues. And then they flash to scenes of opposition between them as she talks. And Katie's like, I've never been a priority to him. And Tom goes, she laid it all out there and it made perfect sense. Like, I can't probably give you the specifics because I was so upset. I wasn't really listening. But um, also, I don't want to ask her again because one of the reasons she broke up with me is because I'm not a good listener. (laughs) Can I tell you, I literally shit myself when I saw that because it was like, you can't, 
it's tragic what he's saying, but you can't write comic timing like that. Or like the fact that he was like, I was shocked. I wasn't really listening. And I didn't want to ask her again. Cause he always says, I don't listen. And it's like, dude, you, this is exactly why this shit happened. And he knows it in the moment, you know, and Katie was right. I know Schwartz loved Katie, but she wasn't a priority to him. We get a flashback scene, Katie flinging her arms, going, all I want you to do is listen to me sometimes. And Tom's like, well, the problem is I don't like the sound of your voice. And then Tom says in the talking head, long story short, I just didn't know how to make her happy. And Katie's like, I realize I'm not the only one going through heartbreak. You got James and Rachel broke off their engagement. Uh, James and Raquel broke off their engagement. La La left Randall and they have a baby together, which that's the other thing. Sometimes... It's almost re- relief. It's a relief sometimes when other people are going through tragedy as well because it gives you time to heal by yourself without the spotlight shining on you. And then sometimes it it it, it can go the opposite way too, where you're like, well, I thought my tragedy was going to be the biggest tragedy, <laughs> you know? So it's like this really tough road to like when you want to push people away and when you want people to be there. But I, I I'm sure it was a relief in some ways that other people were going through tragedy as well. Um, at the uh, season nine reunion, we get uh, a flashback of Raquel handing James her engagement ring. And she's like, here. And by the way, I will say I'm going to do Raquel as a the voice like this because she had a very shaky voice last season. But to Raquel's credit, her voice has like she's not like what's up I'm Raquel but she is really solid in her delivery and if you compare that and I have because I'm insane into her past voice work on the show I mean we're dealing with a different person this is a person with an actual voice now all of a sudden but when Raquel handed back the engagement ring James is like thank you that's a bitcoin which is like, you idiot, Bitcoin. Like if he invested in Bitcoin, that ring in Bitcoin, that ring is gone. Like you idiot. And then we also saw Lala crying of like, Randall Emmett creeping around on me. I feel disgusted. And Katie goes, I really value my friendship with Tom and I want to remain friends. But there's just one rule. You don't talk about Fight Club. No, no, that's not the rule. Uh, Tom in a previous scene goes to Katie. We see like a flash forward and we see Tom going, have you gone on any dates? And Katie's like with a smile. She's like, yeah. And Tom goes, "Ooh, I wish I wouldn't have asked. And then Katie to the talking head goes, don't hook up with anyone in the friend group. Boom. Cut to the song that will make your nipples so hard you could cut glass. man and dan and dan dan you know that these are the best days of our life. Just raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. And we have something that we've never had in these openings is that all of a sudden these openings, we got, we, I mean, we got like a, a copter in the air filming all of these. Like we start off in Schwartz and Sandy's and then we move over to Tom, Tom, and then we move over to sir. And then we like move to into sir. And we get a shot of Lisa by herself with one of her dogs. I miss Jiggy. I still, I'll say it. I miss Jiggy. I think Jiggy and I've always said this Jiggy and, um, uh, Lisa's husband, Ken, I think they share a life force. And once Jiggy was, I think Ken was just like, I, I can't. I can't do this anymore without Jiggy. I can't do it. He always held Jiggy around like a little puppet, like one of the Muppets. And I just, I miss both of them. I miss both of them. Um, 
so it was a really I liked the opening. I thought it was good to refresh that that thing to kind of bring it in to this uh this new new year, you know. Um so now it says we open it's 3 months later. The scene opens zipping through Beverly Hill landmarks. We're talking Avenue of the Stars, we're talking Ventura Boulevard, the Troubadour, and then we land at Katie's new apartment in Valley Village. She's still living in Valley Village. Uh, she answers the door to let Tom in, and their fluffy dogs, Gordo and Butters, come in. And Tom's like, oh, you got a new rug. Yeah, I got some treats for the dogs. I can't believe you have a fucking apartment. So weird. It's getting less weird, but... And he's looking at the dogs, and in a weird voice, Tom goes, Okay, gentlemen, I see you guys in six days and 23 hours. We all have a dog voice. I have a dog voice. Like, hey, Brooklyn. He exits the apartment, and Katie gathers her dogs in for a big hug, and one of the dogs kind of, like, sits on the floor and, like, looks at the door, and that's the moment that broke me, because that's, like, Brooklyn, my dog, when I would, like, you know, my ex would send me pictures of my dog. Actually, now that I think about it, that's... Probably shouldn't have done that, but I mean, it really, that, that thing, like you'll just sit there and think about your pets and, you know, like we put all these feelings on them. I'm like, oh my God, I wonder how do I explain it to my dog? What's going on? Like, do they, do they think I'm a, a deadbeat dad? Do they think I just, you know, went out to get cereal and milk one day and I just never came back, you know, like those things, like ridiculous things, but they actually happen. And also I will say. Yeah, Tom obviously moved into an apartment too. I'm not sure if we'll get to see that this season. Uh, but Katie, it's like always the women that immediately are able to take care. They just women are able to take care of themselves. I, I know this is a generalization, but it seems like they're able to take care of themselves so much better than men. Like you guys, I still like I, I lived out of my car for a while. I lived at my buddy Nick's. I lived. I mean, I bounced around. I got you, and to, to this day, like. Ever since I uh, stopped being married, like I got used to a whole different kind of lifestyle. Like I had been living in apartments and houses, I mean, since college. And then it kind of just was like, well, I guess like it just you get it's it's a different kind of survival mode you go into. But it's also a stupid kind of survival mode. Whereas like my ex like immediately had a place to go. Like, I mean, set up everything. She was able to do and I couldn't do any of that. I couldn't do any of that for myself. I still find it hard to do these. This is now actually saying anyways, back to the show. Um, meanwhile, DJ James Kennedy. Now we cut to him and he's cruising in his black BMW i8 which is over $70,000, by the way. All right, DJ JK. The music is thumping and bumping. And guess what the music is? That's right. It's DJ James Kennedy playing DJ James Kennedy. Also, he's wearing one of these like pink satin button-up shirts where it's like, that shit I thought went out like 15 years ago, but it works on him. I don't think anybody else could potentially wear that but him. Like I just, my man boobs would not work well with it, but James is talking to himself. He's like, We'll be playing some James Kennedy on the mix. Oh, shit. And it's something in the song. is like, what's the plan? Can't get your number. He makes a call. And he's like, I, my love, how's work? And then they cut down. They do this tr- tricky camera move. They cut to a split screen. And we see Raquel driving and talking on the phone, too. And, and she's talking to Charlie. And Charlie's like, hi, what are you doing? And Raquel's like, I'm on my way to Sir right now. And Charlie's like, oh, shit. Are you nervous to see James? And Raquel was like, I'm. I mean, a little. And we jump back to James in his car. And he's like, I wish you weren't working so late. You could come. And we find out he has a new girlfriend, Allie. And she answers, I know, me too. Are you excited? And he's like, yeah, I'm excited. It'll be a great night. And Allie's like, you're going to kill it. It'll be great. James in a talking head is like, I met Allie about five or six weeks after Raquel and I broke up. Which, by the way, supposedly they met the night last January when Tom Sandoval and those extras did a concert 
at uh, in Agora Hills. He came on after t- like uh, Tom Sandoval and the most extras. And that was the night that I accidentally took mushrooms. It was not a good night uh, for many reasons. And all of a sudden, DJ James Kennedy came on stage and like didn't even finish the first song before he had ripped his shirt off. And he was like, yeah, he was all jacked. And he's like, yeah, uh, five or six weeks after Raquel and I broke up, a lot of people would say that's really soon, but you can't put a fucking date on love. I'm not even that guy that would get a girlfriend for the fuck of it. Like, just live with a girl. Like, what? Like, ultimately, I'm fucking obsessed. I need that ass in my bed every night. I wake up like, you know what I'm saying? Clap. I mean, DJ James Kennedy, probably a mess in real life, knows his way around a talking head. DJ James Kennedy gives good talking head. Um, James is also powdering his face with a makeup brush and face powder while they're flashing several pictures of him and Allie. Like, listen, dude, I don't even care if this face powder makeup brush moment is fake. If they told him to put like he sells it like Erica Jane used to do that shit with the champagne glass. And I was always like, oh, my God, this is so fake. She's like, yeah, anyways, I'll go drink champagne in her talking heads. But DJ James Kennedy does this, and I'm like, hell yeah, I buy that DJ James Kennedy carries around a makeup brush and face powder. We're back to Raquel's car, and Charlie's like, what's your game plan? Have you met his girlfriend yet? And Raquel's like, yeah, I met her, like, at the award show. And Raquel and her talking head's like, the last time I saw James was at the iHeartRadio Awards. I went over to say hello. He had introduced me to Allie, and then I ran away. I don't know anything about James' new girlfriend except for the fact that she looks exactly like his mom. And then she they put a side-by-side of James's mom and... Um, and Allie, and then Raquel giggles like, he, he's got some real mommy issues. <laughs> and yeah, he does. And also I, you know, I think that was a good hearted laugh. Like, I feel like she was like kind of poked into doing that comment. We go back to James's car and James is like, apparently Raquel's working again. It's sir. And Allie's like, that'll be fun. And James is like, not really. And also, who says that'll be fun when somebody says their ex is working at the same place you're going to be working at? Like, I question if Allie's actually listening to DJ James Kennedy or just tunes him out. We zip over to Schwartz and Sandy's, baby, where it's a mess of paint, tools, tarps, and furniture all over the place, obviously in the middle of renovated. And we hear a voice saying, so we got two inches and six feet of this in a cubic foot. And Tom, Schwartz, and Sandoval arrive. And, you know, Sandoval's like, what's up, guys? How you doing? We got presents. And Tom's like, I don't know what's in here. We went thrifting. (laughs) Look at this guy. And he pulls a ceramic statue of a blue man thingy. And this lady, Lucinda, who's uh, a decorator, is like, what is that for? And Tom's like, the cabinet. And Lucinda's like, it's not going to go in the cabinet. And Sandoval's like, you win some, you lose some. (laughs) And then Sandoval in a talking head is like, we've actually made a lot of progress since our unprogress party last year. Now, you guys, just to remind you, I do a little tiny little bit of a list with Sandoval. I don't think he actually has one, but sometimes his passion for everything he says, like he puts, it's it's like his tongue is so excited, it stops at his teeth for some reason. I don't know. It's hard to explain it to you guys. It's just how I feel comfortable, and I know it doesn't sound like him. They flash back one year ago to Katie and Ariana surmising the situation at the location, which was in complete disarray, and Ariana's like, so it's done. When are you going to open? And LVP mutters to Ken, so it's clearly not open then. Sandoval in a talking head is like, now it's looking a lot less like the cantino that was there. We've added a lot of wallpaper. We have the starry night up. We have our James Terrell installation on the way to the bathroom, which by the way, I asked him tonight if it was a real James Terrell because a real James Terrell is fucking insanely expensive. And I was like, 
oh my God, please say that's not a real James Terrell. It is not, thank God, but it's an homage too. And he goes, at this point, we've invested a million dollars into this project. It's like the national debt, just numbers flying. Ching, ching, ching. They make it this like noise. And uh, Lucinda's like, you guys, we have six days until that party. And they're talking about the Daily Mail party. Now, they did the same thing with the opening of Tom Tom. Remember when Tom and Tom came on the motorcycle and the little sidecar? Now, I will say I was at this Daily Mail party that I believe is in next week's episode. Me and my old roommate, we went. We went after I think they were filming. So I don't think we'll be in anything. But Kiki Monique will be because she was there before us. But maybe, well, I don't know. So we were at this party next week and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Tom's like, in terms of the design of the Daily... Oh, sorry. Schwartz goes, in terms of design of the Daily Mail party, it's not that much. I know it's chaotic in here right now, but it's all going to come together like a beautiful symphony. I wonder if Schwartz likes symphonies. Anyways, Sandoval's like, even though we're not opening up to the public, it's like, we have a date. We have to finish. And so they're trying to make an arrangement with the the Toms, Lucinda, saying no more changes after Friday. And they're all like, yes, no more changes. And, you know, Sandoval's, sorry, Schwartz is like, yeah, no more changes. And you could tell they both still are going to make changes and want to make changes. So um, Sandoval in a talking head is like, it's like pencils down, no more changes. The design is what it is. And then we get a scene between the two Toms and Schwartz is like, Dude, I'm like fucking drowning, man. Like getting the divorce. I'm losing my house. And Sandoval's like, it sucks. You got to sell the house. And Schwartz is like, do you know how bad it sucks right now? Having a mortgage, six grand for that. That's my portion. Then I have 3,500 in rent for my new place. And that's not even counting bills or lease here. And Sandoval's like, well, once you get that money for your house, you can put that into this too. And then they nervously laugh. And Tom's like, dude, it's nice to have you dialed in. You're the best partner ever. When we have your attention. And Sandoval kind of gives a knowing smile like, "Uh uh-oh. There was a moment there where I was incredibly frustrated with you, bro. Like, you were just not present. You were dialed into every other project, which fucking sucks, man. Even though they're sick projects. Like, I love the band. Um, And, you know, Schwartz is like, I know, it was escapism. But it was an escapism at my cost. Schwartz in a talking head goes, he became hyper-obsessed on this new band he started called Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras. There was like a three-month stretch maybe there where like he just disappeared. I couldn't get through to him. That thing that like really turned around things was I sat him down and told him, we're going to run out of money. And Sandoval goes, I'm looking forward to that time of like, you know, this place is running and like I just like hit you up, not work-related. and I, I just miss being an idiot with you. And Tom's like, I miss being an idiot with you, man. Maybe, like, let's do a late-night deep dive at some point. And then they both laugh, and Tom's like, I don't want any more deep dives, dude. And they do a flashback to them both doing mushrooms, remember, where they're all like, yeah, and coming up with the concept of Schwartz and Sandy's. And uh, we see them say things like, so many wild and insane species out there. Why don't unicorns exist? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Schwartz is like, I'm good on shrooms for a while. Cut to DJ James Kennedy. Like, don't you like the pace so far? DJ James Kennedy with his gear, uh, his laptop is arriving to Sir, begin setting up for the set. And James is like, Hey, what's up, bro? Uh, Raquel is on her shift working and we see Peter. Good old Peter. Peter from the beginning. This guy finally gets a storyline. It's only taken 10 seasons. I mean, listen, I always say that the the ballad of Peter, like, my name is Peter. I've worn a black shirt. It's got buttons. And as I get older, it's hard to button them all up. All my friends are stars. 
they've got the main storylines. But at the end of the night, I've got to count out the waitresses. Dimes. It's the ballad of Peter. I'm called a pirate. And I've got long hair. And I'm kind of good looking. But I never grab attention the way my friends do. So I'm going to be at Sir until the retiring age of 82. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just, wow, on the spot. And Peter comes up to Raquel and he's like, hey, how's the night treating you? And Raquel's like, good, busy. And Peter's like, yeah, you're telling me. That's why I'm running around like a crazy person right now. And Raquel's like, yeah, yeah. And Peter's like, so the other night, a lot of fun. And Raquel's like, yeah, we still didn't get your nachos though, Raquel. I have this never ending quest to get you those nachos. <laughs> he awkwardly laughs. And Raquel's like, oh, you're really hung up on those nachos. Cause I even forgot about them. And then they both laugh like, ah, and then Raquel in a talking head's like, Peter was the first guy to ask me out on a date since breaking up with James. Back to Peter going, you're the one who wanted those nachos. So, and Raquel goes like, in the moment, I guess. Well, in the moment, that's something I remember. Peter, me, the manager. I remember things like that. It's my time. Raquel in a docking head's like, I wouldn't say that Peter is my type, but Peter is an actual man, not a man-child. And they cut to DJ James Kennedy spritzing himself with cologne and fixing his hair. So Peter goes, uh, so let's go get those nachos, Raquel. And Raquel's like, I want to keep it very casual, low-key. No, I'm I'm not going to be wearing a suit. I don't mind casual. (laughs) And Raquel's like, okay. Did Peter not really pick up on the fact that she wanted to keep the date casual, like like a friend kind of thing? Or was did he really think she meant, like, let's dress up? He's like, I won't be wearing a suit. No, I'll be wearing shorts and uh, khaki-type clothing. Like, what? I mean, I felt... I, I just... I felt so bad for Peter. You know, it's like, I... I want to be able to make fun of Peter, but I don't want other people to make fun of Peter, if that makes sense. Um, and this was just so awkward for all of us. And... And it continues on throughout the episode. So we're over at Tom Tom's now, and our buddy Logan, I love Logan, not Logan No from uh, uh, DJ James Kennedy's ex friend and potential ex. Uh, we got Logan Cochran, who I've been friends with for a long time. This guy's a good dude, rocking a mustache. And Ariana and Katie come in, and they're like, oh, this is a nice table. And Logan's like, snack? And they're like, I want the farmer's market board. I want the crispy rice. And Logan's like, I got you. And then Katie and Ariana say, uh, Katie's like, did you finally invite Lala? And Ariana's like, we're good now. Yeah, I did. Because then we get a flashback to that exchange between them at James and Raquel's engagement party a year earlier. Yeah, they were engaged. And Lala's like, I'll teach you how to be cool later, bitch. And Ariana's like, babe, I was born fucking cool. I truly think Ariana is one of those people that was just born fucking cool. Like... People think, you know, like Lala is cool, but it's a different type of cool. Ariana has like an inner type of cool, you know, and Ariana knows how to, I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously biased, but I also, I think I, I just, I did. I mean, I just think she really, you know, shows up. Katie's like, 
I feel like I've been a little out of the loop. And Ariana's like, I mean, you moved. You're selling the house. Like, how has it been? And Katie's like, sometimes I think it's really great to have Tom here, uh, you know, because I have all these boxes and he could have helped me. And Ariana's like, God, have you guys been talking as much or less? And Katie's like, yeah. And Katie's like, Ariana's like, okay. And Katie's like, well, I've been trying to prioritize our friendship. I want to like, you know, I still have a lot of love for him. It's working pretty good so far. And Ariana and I are talking and I goes, I really don't think this BFF pact between Shorts and Katie is sustainable. Like, it's a nice idea, but if one of my exes tried to call me Bubba, I would call the cops. And this is when Lala saunters in, and she's wearing, like, this lavender pajama button-down and matching pants. I love that I say this with any kind of judgment in my voice when I'm literally wearing a matching sweatsuit with everybody that's ever been on Bravo. And I'm, like, proud of it. Like, this is the outfit I want to be buried in, you know? And if you guys burn me, if you do the ashes thing, don't burn this with it. Give it to my son <laughs> that I don't have. But, you know, maybe science will – I don't know. Who knows? And so um, – and also the the PJs have Doberman pincher heads all over it. Very chic. And Ariana's like, you're a lavender dream. And Lala was like – I was like, am I able to wear pajamas and make them look like they're not pajamas? And Ariana's like, you're always blinged out Dobermans. The food arrives and Ariana lets us know that she's excited to finally hang out with Tom Sandoval eventually because he's gone 24 seven. He's opening the bar. He's doing the band and she just wants to hang out with her boyfriend. And Lala's like a date night. I get it. And Lisa Vanderpump arrives and we finally get the lead. And I, by the way, you guys, I think this was the perfect use of Lisa Vanderpump. It was not near, not, not a lot. And I don't mean that as a slam because I think Lisa Vanderdump Vander, Vander is amazing on TV. I just think with Vanderpump Rules especially, it was hard because we had to slow down all the time to let her know what was happening. So all the scenes would be like, Lisa, I want to tell you what just happened, what the audience just saw in the first 30 minutes. And then we'd like sit there and like Lisa's like, oh, ooh, my God, naughty, oh. And so we'd like just stop the show. But this is great. She arrives and she yells at her son, Max, who is like managing behind the bar at Tom Tom. This is kind of a weird thing because she's like, how many people are in... <laughs> How, Max, how many people are working uh, in the kitchen? And he's like, Mom, there's two. And she's like, two? And then he says something of like, well, Peter uh, will make the appropriate cuts. And I was like, doesn't Peter, the manager over at Sir? Maybe they said a different name. And Lisa's like, to, he's like, Max, it's down to you. Remember that. Everything's down to you. And I was like, that's cryptic. Does like Max burn down Tom Tom at some point? Which isn't really a funny joke because we've always made jokes about Lisa potentially allegedly burning down her businesses for insurance money. It doesn't matter. Uh, Lisa Vanderpump goes over and sees the girls and is like, oh, I do declare you're in your ex's restaurant to Katie. And Lala's like, well, it's more your restaurant than his. I'm sorry. I'm a petty, petty bitch these days. And Lisa goes, well, you all look great. What are you doing? All of you. And then Lala goes, a lot of come to the face. Like, zoiks? What? Like, we're like 15 minutes in. Uh, come to the, what, what did you say? Like, are we literally allowed to say come on the face in Bravo? What is, did I, did this get, 
Miss Ripley, what? Lisa's like, oh, you will stop it. You aren't seeing any of that action right now. And Lola's like, I have to be able to talk about it because I'm certainly not getting any. So if I can't talk about it, then we're really drying up here in all areas and not just my pussy. No, she doesn't say that part, but that's what she's referring to. And she goes, and I'm not okay with that. And Lisa's like, and then, sir, is anybody coming to sir tonight to see James? And Lola's like, no, I don't want to be in that situation. I'm going to go home. And Lisa's like, I love you guys, okay? And she exits. Perfect use of Lisa Vanderpump. And Ariana's like, so you're not going to come to Sir with us? And she's like, no, no, I don't want to be around Schwartz. I don't, I don't need people like that around me. And Ariana's like, I guess I don't know what Randall is bringing around to the friendship. So, and Lala goes, pickleball. When I hear that people are going in communication with that person, I don't want you to be in my circle. Lala on a talking head's like, when I found out about the life that Randall was leading behind my back, I got my closest friends together on Sheena's rooftop, which by the way, I should have asked Sheena about this rooftop scene tonight because I would have loved, this seemed like a perfect scene. It made it seem like the end of like Goodfellas or something. Like I gathered all my closest friends on Sheena's rooftop and I threw off anybody that didn't agree with me. No, she goes, I was very clear that anyone in my inner circle did not communicate or see Randall because I was going into custody battle and we don't need to associate with those same group of friends. And we see reality blurb headline pop up. Lala Kent is split from Randall Emmett, moves into hotel with daughter after liking post about him cheating. And then Lala goes, and then I found out he goes to play pickleball with this thing? So I sent him a message. First off, the fucking fact that we even use pickleball as a sport, like, and I know it's like, it's like actually get, my sister says she plays pickleball now. I'm like, well, it's like Big Pharma. Who's ever running Big Pickleball is like, it's got to stop. Like, it's obviously working, but it's also got to stop because it's weird. Like, oh, why all of a sudden is pickleball a thing? And I don't want to be benefiting Randall at all, even though, remember last season they had those uh, pickleball paddles, like, give them Lala and Rand because of the podcast they had and it was on their pickleball paddles? I once looked up if I could buy one. <laughs> I once looked up if I could... Um, if I could buy one of those. Um, and, um, oh, guys, by the way, I forgot to say this at the beginning. Sandra's going to kill me. Um, Summer House premieres on Monday. Remember, we are doing Summer House recaps exclusively on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. We'll be doing full recaps over there. Uh, I even think my dad will be recapping one with me because he really likes Summer House, he said. So, uh, and I've seen the first episode and I'm excited to talk about it. In fact, I got to wake up super early tomorrow to talk to somebody from it. And I just realized I'm wearing eye makeup and I don't know how to get it off. So, but that's my burden. Let's go back to the amazingness that is Vanderpump Rules. We get text messages between Lala and Schwartz and Lala's like, you're cut, dude. Spend time with Rand. Very hurt and disappointed you. And Schwartz is like, Law, you know it's nothing personal. Some pickleball and shooting shit. What happened between you guys is between you and him. Some pickleball and shooting shit. Like, listen, I'm not much of a man, but I would imagine you have to turn your man card in of like, just gonna do some pickleball and shooting shit. And Lala's like, oh, it's personal? Trust me. But you couldn't even get on your own wife's team. How could I expect you to be on mine? I'm good on you. I don't associate with weakness. And Lala, I gotta, I only associate with weakness. I am weakness. I associate with it. I like to swim in it. I love weakness. Lala's like, I have a lot to lose. And when you do something that affects my baby when I'm in a custody battle, you're a liability. Listen, Lala's got a point. I mean, like this Rand, like what he was involved with and, and potentially involved, like that's serious, serious shit. And 
Schwartz is one of those good guys. It's just like, man, I'm just looking to hang. I'm not looking to get into deep conversations. And But also, Randall is one of those guys that seems like he reaches out to people and uses people as pawns and, and things like that. So Schwartz, in a sense, should have, not in a sense, he should have known better that this guy, I just think it's bad news, but I, I don't know. Um, Katie in a talking head, oh, sorry, uh, Katie's like, he's like, well, I don't understand the whole story. And I was like, well, she made it pretty clear. And he was like, I'm going to touch the stove. And Katie in a talking head goes, the day Tom takes responsibility for anything will be a cold day in hell. I'll be long dead before then. Oh, damn, dude. But she's right. Like, listen, you can say those are cold-blooded talking heads, which I don't think anybody, I think everybody was like really in kind of definitive agreement with Katie. But she's right. Like, doesn't mean Tom's a bad person, but like, listen, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, so Lala's like, just when you think it can't get any worse. And Ariana's like, huh? And Lala's like, the LA Times article comes out. La- the LA Times, by the way, hats off to the LA Times. I think Amy Kinnaman wrote, or yeah, I think that's her. Uh, she's just, uh, yeah, Amy Kinnaman. Yeah, she wrote uh, the Randall Emmett articles. But LA Times in general, their Bravo work is top notch. I mean, they're doing Girardi articles still to this day. It was in this week, new uh, Tom Girardi articles. Um, but the LA times wanted to do a piece on Randall. Lala says they finally reached out to her and she was in shock. He was basically accused of running a casting couch, using assistance to run drugs. And that added up to about $25 million in lawsuits. Now, listen, Lala, you, you could say was part of that casting couch. Remember she got the, um, uh, the, the, was it the sorority? What was that? That, that horror movie, the B horror movie, the vow, the God, La La Kent horror movie. I've recapped it on this show before with uh, Troy McKeady, uh from uh, Be, uh, Beyond the Blinds. Um, La La Kent horror film. What if it just is a picture of Randall? It's the Randall Emmett story. Oh, The Row. The Row. Duh. Yeah. She was on The Row. I thought there was going to be a sequel to The Row, but I guess not now. Thanks a lot, Randall. Um, and we see the headline, the man who played Hollywood inside Randall Emmett's crumbling empire. Uh, and then we see another one, the accidental, and the accidental turrets, Randall Emmett's bad behavior has caught up with him now that silence is no longer an option. But what I was saying is Lala part of that casting couch because, you know, they fell in love and got married and have a, had a, have a beautiful child, but you know, didn't she hook up with him immediately and got a Range Rover and then actually got a lead in the part? I, I don't know. You you have to imagine he was doing that all around town. Um, but when you really trust somebody, you trust them. Uh, Lala goes, the LA Times article seemed to be the tip of the iceberg, and it didn't even include some of the most horrific things that I've been told. Now, we saw some of those things come out in a recent article a couple of months ago that started to bring in the 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 child, uh, you know, the 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 the, pe- the the pedophile claims that Randall says is not existent, uh, but it was part of the custody arrangement with uh, Randall's first wife. It just seems wild, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about this. Now, Randall, of course, is choosing not to be on the show, which no shit, but um, they wouldn't have been able to bring up this stuff if not for the L.A. Times article. The fact that the L.A. Times article was there, now they can actually talk about it because the L.A. Times have talked about it. If Lala just started bringing up shit about Randall without the L.A. Times kind of there as as uh, almost proof, you know, it would kind of get into messy territory. But the L.A. Times article really opened up things, I believe, for the show to be able to talk about some really creepy behavior. Um, also we see, uh, La Lago, it basically confirmed what 50 cent said that Randall Emmett is a mini Harvey Weinstein with way less money and power. And, uh, 
I mean, listen, isn't that wild? You know, the, the 50 cent debacle of money by Monday, Randall. And like, I'm sorry, Fofty, I'm sorry. And now 50 gets the last laugh. And Lala, by the way, I think we see Lala with 50 cent at some point this season. At least they took pictures together. Lala goes, Schwartz and I have beef that we need to work through. And this no backbone, I'm Switzerland. It doesn't work for me. And by the way, you fucking stepped up when it fucking mattered. She's talking to the girls. I'm going to remember this moment in my life. And I'm going to remember who turned on me. And I'm going to remember people that fucking sacked up and were riding for me for my kid. Now, listen, you guys know I don't like the word ride or die or riding. I'll allow it. It's the first episode of the season, and it's Lala. Meanwhile, it's Sir DJ James Kennedy is revving the place up. He's like, hands up, everybody in the house right now. Also, did you guys notice the crowd at this? It all looked like 16-year-olds. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if I I don't know if I feel comfortable watching. It just seemed really, really young. Um, Charlie and Raquel are waiting tables, and they're like, let's go stink a shot of tequila. It was nice to see Charlie. Uh, James is spinning the tunes. He's like, how we feeling? Lisa Vanderpump arrives and greets James how are you and James is like you look beautiful is your girlfriend here no she has to work late tonight what does she do she works at Soho House Lisa assistant something I forgot you don't know what she does uh, the assistant um do you know her name <laughs> yes Alexandra Luther Luba okay uh, are you living with her yeah I'm not like blasting it to the world but yeah yeah you're living with her already. Well, you're saying it like out of the frying pan and into another, James. And James is like, it's not out of the frying pan. You know what I mean. Pamela Anderson got married in a day. Which isn't a true. She got married in like a couple of days, the Tommy Lee. We just saw the... But also, how, way to bring up Pamela Anderson out of the blue. Who would have known Pamela Anderson, this would like coincide with her resurgence? I mean, we were just talking about her documentary last week. Lisa in a talking head's like, Ugh, it's almost like he can't be by himself. But I thought he would at least take a break after losing Raquel. He was about to marry her. She was the most beautiful woman on the planet. And he held her in like a high esteem. And then Lisa goes, Are you drinking? Um, uh, listen, I'm not judging. If you can handle it and you're doing fine, that's all I want to see. And James is like, I've learned a lot by not drinking these two years. Oh, I hope you're right, because it was bloody exhausting, it was. And James, like, shirked. Like, I love that this was such a big deal of, like, we're all going to, like, back away. You're not going to work at Sir. I'm going to leave you and all this stuff. And Lisa's like, well, if you're drinking, just make sure you wear a condom. <laughs> James in a talking head's like, after two and a half years, not a single drop, I decided to drink again. Have a couple drinks. You know, after Raquel left, I thought I was getting married. I was engaged. You know what I mean? After all I did to better myself, it still clearly wasn't enough. Quite frankly, it was a new fucking year. It's 2022. You know what I'm doing? I'm fucking James. James Kennedy, like, let me live. Listen, amazing attitude for an entertaining reality show. Probably a horrible way to live your life. We'll see how this all pans out. James continues with Lisa. I'm not really drinking tonight, you know. And I'm like, no shit you shouldn't be. You're actually working. This is what Lisa got pissed off at last time. I don't know if I'm going to be drinking at work. Plus, I kind of knew Raquel was going to work. And it's a little confusing for me, honestly, Lisa. Oh, look, it's confusing for everybody. Let's get this party going. And then James is like, let's get this party going. You heard Lisa. Let's get this going. Katie and Ariana arrive at Sir Sheena arrives to hang with them. Tom and Tom both in are wearing green button-ups. 
I mean, this guy's, and they, I don't think it was on purpose. Oriana's like, did you guys see that I made Tom have a mustache? I said it was Top Gun Summer because of Miles Teller and Top Gun. And Tom has a great mustache. I was under the foolish impression that I could pull off a mustache, and I have learned the hard way that I suck. I can't. I can't pull it off. And um, this is a weird scene because Schwartz and Katie, they sit there, and we're all kind of joking and it's friendly, and you're like, okay, let's start friendly, because it's probably going to deteriorate over the season. Uh, DJ James is standing on his table. Yeah, come on! And if you see Sir, it's like 30, I mean, 30 would be, it's like 20 people. It's like, I just love the intensity of DJ James Kennedy. Raquel leaves to get uh, the, the lady's drink order. Sandoval comes over with drinks he ordered from the bar, and Schwartz is like, I'm thinking of getting another tattoo this year. And he's like, I'm thinking Florida. Like, what are you, you're thinking of a, like the state Florida tattoo? And Katie's like, are you going to do a cover up? And he's like, of Bubba? No, Bubba stays. And Katie's like, it's going to stay? And he's like, I think so. It was a very happy time in my life. Oh, Schwartz, come on, man. At times, it, well, I mean, did he mean the time when he got the tattoo? Because he was having such a fun time with Sandoval in Vegas. Um and Sandoval goes, wouldn't it be funny if Schwartz was like, has tattoos on his ass and he would have so many. It was like an underwear line of like tattoos. It's like an ass sleeve. And Schwartz is like, I'm going to sleeve my ass cheeks. And I will say this. Like I sat there and went like, Puh, idiot, not doing a cover up. And it's like funny how you don't remember things. And you're like, wait a sec. What? what why? And you guys, I have my ex's name. I, I only have two tattoos. Uh, one is the uh, It's All Happening, the Sheena tattoo. No, I don't have that. I almost did get that, though. But I do have my ex's name on there that I got on our fifth anniversary. Um, uh, Kat Von D, actually. No joke. And I still have not covered that up. And I, I, I mean, it was a good time, but I mean, I don't have, I don't know. But I'm just like, oh, man, I'm just, I'm an idiot like Schwartz, too, I guess. Oh, man, I disgust myself. Anyways, uh, Sandoval's like, how was the crowd at Tom? And Ariana was like, it was good. It was early. Me and Katie and then Lala met us up for a bit. And Schwartz is like, she ditched out. And Ariana's like, yeah, she didn't want to come here. Not because of me. And Katie's like, she's not on board with talking to you. I don't owe her an apology, Katie. I'll sit down and talk to her. And Katie's like, have you read the LA Times article? Yeah, I read it. The expose? Yeah, I did. You know he didn't. And Katie's like, this is what she's been, you know, and... Tom's like, she can't Captain Hindsight me, you know? Or like, don't Captain Hindsight me. I think it was to Katie. And Katie's like, I'm not Captain... No, wait, no one is doing Captain Hindsight. I love... By the way, Captain Hindsight, that sounds like an amazing Marvel movie. Captain Hindsight. Captain Hindsight will be back in one second, but now a word from our sponsor. And this week, we are sponsored once again by our friends over at BetterHelp. When do you guys feel like you're your best self? For me, it is uh, when I podcast, uh, it's when I work out, it's when I cross things off a list, and it's when, uh, when I talk to people about issues that I'm having. After each one of those things, I feel some sense of relief, I feel a little bit more like myself, and it actually makes me feel really good at the end of the day. And when you're at your best, you can do great things, because kind of great things have this habit of just 
building. It's kind of this pebble that goes down a hill and it just builds up steam and picks up pace and just builds and builds and builds. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. You're not building on anything. So working with a therapist, it can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws on you. Um, I will say uh, I've benefited from therapy in so many ways. It's uh, You guys know from listening, if you've listened for a minute, uh, where I have a lot of fear. I have a lot of fear in uh, the unknown. I have a lot of fear of putting one foot in front of the other. And I have to learn on a daily basis to get up and start doing things, to uh, to be able to move forward and to be able to get out of my head. Because sometimes the thoughts in my head, if they stay in there, it doesn't help. But if I can talk to somebody, if I can get that out, if I can have somebody hear what I'm thinking about or what I'm going through, and they're able to talk with me about that, there is no downside. Uh, sometimes it is the hardest thing to do though, right? It is the hardest thing to do to get out of your head or to make that one call or to sign up for something that could potentially help you because that is scary. That is unknown. But trust me, it really does work. Um, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. In fact, a lot of times you don't want to wait till you have to experience major trauma. You want to get your toolkit set now. You want to build that foundation now so when everything does go south, you have a way of working through things. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, and I really think everybody should, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's a affordable, and it's entirely online. And I love the online part because that's a big excuse. I'm like, I don't want to go drive someplace and all that. But this is like, okay, well, you can do it online. Oh, damn. How do I get out of it now? <laughs> all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That benefit right there is very important because um, I've had other therapists even before BetterHelp where I didn't completely um, uh, jive with. It, it wasn't and, – and, and you don't need to be made feel – you don't need to be made to feel guilty about that at all because it's something that you just you're you're working on being a, a better version of yourself so i love that this is in there that you can switch therapists with no additional charge so if you want to live a more empowered life therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com slash so bad today to get 10 percent off your first month that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash so bad um I think this is so important. If you're looking to just make one small step, just go look this up. Just put in betterhelp.com slash so bad and just go from there. See what you see. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow mitt activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay. And Tom's like, I really don't know it was a problem. And Sheena's like, well, that's the problem. You weren't really thinking. You weren't thinking. It's a big deal. And Tom's like, no, I just wanted to play some pickleball, man. And Sheena and her talking head's like, there's other pickleball courts. There's other people who play pickleball. It's not just a Randall thing. Randall doesn't own pickleball. <laughs> and even if Randall did own pickleball, they'd probably be like suing him now. <laughs> Dude, Sheena barely got any screen time, but she got the screen time she did get. That's a chef's kiss. She had the Sheena laugh at the end. It was hysterical. Great, solid joke about Randall having pickleball sue him, which I just, I could see. Raquel's collecting for the drinks, and she's like, wow, all you guys have American Express cards. I feel left out. And that's another thing. You think these people are all, like, high on the hog. But remember, Raquel probably didn't get paid much for her first season and probably for her second season. It's probably starting to make a decent paycheck, like, I like that she might not have an American Express hair. I like that she's like, wow, I like that there's somebody potentially, like, I do know Raquel does do shifts at Sir. Um, so it is funny. I, I do think that is an essential thing of, okay, I'm glad we're not faking having uh, Katie or Ariana pick up shifts at Sir. I'm so happy. But I kind of can believe that Raquel, and I do know, and I, by the way, I do know Charlie also, uh, still has shifts over at Sir. So Peter now, the Sir manager, comes up to DJ James Kennedy. Could be my favorite scene. He was like, hey, James, how's everything going tonight? And James like, hey, Peter, good to see you, man. And he's like, hey, good to see you too. So I just want to be a little transparent with you. Sure. So Raquel and I are going to go out in a couple of nights, and I just wanted to let you know, man to man, that it's happening. <laughs> I'm going to get her nachos. No. And it's awkward. And James has the smirk of all smirks. He's like, mm, mm. and James goes, you're always been a real one. So I'll respect that. And you can just tell he's internally laughing. James in a talking head is like, you go from this to Peter? Really? And Peter's like, uh, keep up the good work, bud. This is awesome. And he's like, thank you, bud. <laughs> thank you, bud. I will. You're welcome. And then James in the talking head is like, I know Peter just loves to fuck bitches. You know what I mean? That's all he brags about. It's like being the sub manager and how many girls he can fuck. Oh, Peter, mama, like grinding on his big belly tonight. Uh. I mean, DJ James Kennedy is just truly a disgusting, disgusting human being. But also, 
that's a funny, that's a mean, but it's funny and it's mean. I have a big belly, so he would say the same thing about me, and I realized that, but it's me, but it's funny. It's really has me on the fence there because you, you just can't, because at the same time, we're also laughing at DJ James Kennedy because the audacity of somebody being DJ James Kennedy and still saying that shit about other people. James leaves to use the restroom in the back, and he's knocking to go in, and Raquel opens to come up, and she's like, hi. And James is like, how are you? And she's like, good. And he goes, are you tipsy right now? A little. Okay. And he goes, she goes, why? Are you not tipsy? I know that you're drinking again. That's fine. You do whatever you want with your life. I am drinking, but I'm not drinking. I love my wine, and I can't wait to have some red wine with cheese with friends. <laughs> I love that he tried to, like, I love a good charcuterie board. You know, after our DJ, I like to unwind with some salome and some uh, cracked cheat cracked. <laughs> Raquel goes, oh, yeah, with your girlfriend, of course. You know, Raquel, I spent two and a half years not drinking and I learned a lot of life lessons. That's good. Also, I feel like I'm going to quit again. It'll be for me next time and not an ultimatum and a relationship. We get a flashback of that where, you know, she's like, I'm going to leave you if you do, if you can't get your shit together. That was when she had a shakier voice. And Raquel's like, I want to like be able to check in with you and make sure everything's good. And like, we're best friends. We were best friends. He goes, wait, wait, Allie. And she goes, wow, you just called me Allie. You don't need to check in on me. Honestly, I don't. Well, also at the same time, not talking to you in almost six months. And now you have a new girlfriend and I wish you guys all the best. Love of my life. Love of your life. I think so. I mean, that's what you said about me. Hmm. Things change. Okay. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Raquel and I talking to goes, James was my best friend. And he literally found my replacement within three weeks. Like companies replacing their secretaries take longer than three weeks. Raquel goes, I mean, saying love of your life. I mean, I felt I've never felt so connected to someone. You've never felt so connected to somebody? Raquel, I can't have this conversation now, okay? I need to go now. I have to pee. I'm bursting. And Raquel's like, all right, I'm going to make sure you're doing okay. I'm doing all right. Thanks for a good night. Bye. And he dips into the bathroom. Raquel's laughing and goes, oh, my God, and flips her hair and makes a funny face. I kind of find Raquel endearing in this moment. It's a new day and we get a taste of what's happening with the VPR gang around Studio City. Sandoval's at home putting on eye makeup. Me too, brother! Tom is trying to change sheets on the bed at his house. We get a glimpse of James's apartment where he's calling for Maxie and Bobo um, for a treat. Uh, two cats that are likely alleys. Uh, Sheena and Raquel are entering Shape House, an urban sweat lodge. Dude, I am an urban sweat lodge. I just sweat regardless of a shape house at all. It's just always sweaty. Sheeny's like, this will be interesting. It's like an easy workout. You just have to lay there. They're greeted by the receptionist who describes the visit. They're, I mean, basically, they're going in this and they're just going to have hot flashes and it's going to kind of simulate similar to cardio. And she's like, ah, I hate cardio. And then we zip over to Lala's at her place with the clothing rack and sweatshirts hanging on it that says logo, brand new, like rand new, brand new. And there's also white box packaging for the hashtag give them Lala beauty. Lala's talking to Katie and they're surrounded by large boxes. I have chairs that are nearly impossible to build, especially with these nails. You're great at building things and I'm trying to save costs on the handyman. And Katie's like, Tom used to call me the bub villa. And Lala's like, what's that? Bub Villa, the Bub Villa. What is he like a character? Yeah, he's like, yeah, but is he on Bob the Builder? No. Oh, I thought he was on Bob the Builder. I have a kid. I, I watch shit like that now. She's talking about Bob Villa, which I don't even know if Bob Villa is still known to the millennials and, and earlier. Anyways, we're back at Shape House. And Raquel's like, this is so cozy. It's like I'm in a hospital bed. 
They get tucked, tucked in. We're back with Lala. And now James comes over and Lala's like, are you good at building stuff? He's like, not bad, but I'm tired. <laughs> I can't be building stuff when I'm tired. And Lala's like, sit down, my love, just chill out. And James is like, I can build a table, but like, I would need the instructions. I would need to focus. I don't have my glasses on. And Katie like scrunches her face from all the excuses, which by the way, does Katie ever think in a million years she would be in a scene with DJ James Kennedy where it wasn't them yelling at each other. And I don't know if Katie is particularly like, happy about this, but listen, she's playing ball. And I can't believe, I mean, I'm sure DJ James Kennedy is potentially shocked. I, I mean, we're all shocked, but it's 2023. This is the, the year we're in. And, um, Lala goes, you look really good, James. Thank you. I might have to break you and your girlfriend up. And James like, Oh, he likes, you can tell he loves it. He's like, Oh, and Lala laughs. He's like, just kidding. You're naughty. And Lala stands up. Do you like my new tits? And James is like, what? Really? Yeah, I got new boobs in a new ear. Two new ears. And she pulls back her hair to show her ears. Dude, did it hurt? And his hands go up to his own ears that stick out a little bit. And Lala's like, not even a little bit. No, I'm fine with my ears. You look great. And Katie's like, I'm done. Um, She's doing the building. And Lala's like, holy shit, you built a chair. And James's like, I'm DJing at this hotel Saturday night if you guys want to come. And she's like, yeah, I missed your last one. The one at Sir, I'll come to this one. Yeah. And Lala's like, are you inviting everybody? Everyone, even Peter and Raquel. They can come have a dance. Peter's dating Raquel. And Lala makes a sour face like, yeah, I know. And Katie's like, oh, I saw it. Peter comes over and like grabs her face and like kisses her. And I was like, oh, wow. Wouldn't you love that scene? I know they weren't filming yet, but man. Like, Peter just grabs her with that old, big old Peter mitt. Meanwhile, at the shape house, Sheena's like, how was the rest of last night? And she's like, uh, did Peter take you home? Uh, yeah, I slept on his couch. Did you guys make out again? Not that I recall. And she says that, and I truly believe that she doesn't have a memory of. And she's like, you did it, sir. And Raquel's like, I don't even remember that. At the table, in front of everybody. And Raquel's like, he asked me out at sir, but I'm not, like, trying to date Peter, you know? You're just trying to stay under James's skin. Well... Yeah, I guess. And Lala's, Lala's like, why do I find this couple? And James goes, hilarious. And Lala laughs, hysterical. And James is like, yeah, because it kind of is. That's why I just can't be mad about it. Also, I don't know. James, I think there's some weird, there's some weird, there's some weird, I think James in relationships, I think it's weird. You know, it's like, I truly don't think this eats at James. You know, I truly does do think he laughs about it. And I think that says something internally about James. Um, James is like, I'm like, so what? Fine. Like, she'll fucking figure it out. And Lala's like, how's Allie? Good. Does she live with you? Yeah, she moved in. And Lala's like, you're yanking my dick right now, right? No. And then at Shape House, Sheena's like, are you going to the Hotel Ziggy on Saturday to DJ James Kennedy? I think so. Oh, I know Allie's going to be there. Oh, she is? Yeah. Well, I have no judgment towards her whatsoever. I'm sure she's a very sweet girl. James is very charismatic. There's nothing but, you know, there's so many things to love about him. I just hope that she doesn't suffer from low self-esteem like I did. Raquel and I talking heads like, I gave up my own emotional needs to make sure that James' needs were always met. And it's not like I cured him. He still has a temper. He still has outbursts. I think Allie is going to be in for a rude awakening. And, uh... I mean, it's going to, I, like, I'm really kind of interested now. I want to see this Allie relationship. And that's why I'm so uh, thrilled that Allie agreed uh, to be in this season. Because when I had heard originally that she had not agreed to be in this season, and they must have uh, eventually talked her into it, 
And I just think that's going to be so helpful to see how James is in this relationship. And I'm, I'm just really, 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 really curious about this. Um, because it's really hard, you know, like, like DJ James Kennedy said, he's not going to change for anybody else ever again, supposedly. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, but you guys know what I mean. Raquel's like, I mean, some of the stuff I tolerated, I think back and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? You know, at Lala's Lala's like, I remember when you met Raquel and this is the same type of goo goo gaga you've had for her. I'm just saying. And James like, but I was also still DJing at Sun, having fun here in LA. And Lala's like, did we finally admit we were having fun? We get a flashback to a nightclub for fun. Number one in front of Raquel, James is handed a bag with clothes in it by Gigi saying it's your clothes. And James like my clothes. Yeah, that I borrowed when I slept over at your house. Fun number two was Ellie. Ellie showing a picture on her phone of her and James, like, us in bed. Fun number three, uh, Hope. Raquel's like, and he was saying he had sex with you too? Chris and Dodie chiming in, like at Coachella. And Hope's like, when we were with you. Like, he was having sex with people (laughs) in the same house as Raquel. And you think, how could somebody be so blind to these things? But it's actually not as hard as you'd think. You guys know that. You guys have probably been in relationships like this. It seems impossible, but it's not. And if somebody you love, and if somebody's telling you these things, you want to believe the person that you love, right? I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm curious to find out more. And James is like, no, I'm not saying, I didn't say anything. And Lala's like, James and I, when we were very new in our relationship, definitely hooked up when they were very new in their relationship. So even Lala now is admitting openly that she was hooking up with James when he was with Raquel. And I'm like, damn, this is just adds more fuel to the fire of like, first off, men are trash. And second off, Raquel, I mean, Raquel really, this couldn't have helped her self-esteem. Katie's like, where were you? Where'd you go? And Lala's like, Chicago. We see a younger looking James and Lala in a photo in an airport. And Lala's like, we started drinking like before we even got on the plane. And James covering his face muttering, you're making me nervous. My heart's beating like, please don't, please don't. James in a talking head's like, a lot of guys make mistakes, okay? Obviously half of Lala wanted it to happen too, right? So let's not dilly dally. Like she's probably had big fucking plans for getting that fat fucking rock on her finger, which she did. So she probably had to seal the deal yet again with JK before that. I mean, who wouldn't? Let's be real. Lala's like, that's why he said I do handstands, because I definitely did handstands. I mean, handstands really, I mean, I feel like that's so much, like, I want that, like, that's more, let's save that for the Olympics and stuff. Like, I don't think if I saw a naked girl handstanding, like, I would be like, oh, rah, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I want to, I'll think on it. Flashback to 2018, a drunk James bragging to the boys, Jack's included. Yeah, she did handstands. There's no stopping horny, la, la. And, you know, Jax is like just drooling. Lala's busting up laughing. Katie's amused. James nodding his head. Yep, yep. Um, so now we're at a new scene at the Belmont. Belmont's actually a great little bar. It's not a dive bar. It's a, you know, but it's, it's a, a nice little spot that all these guys hang out with a lot, a lot of the times. Um, host is like, hi guys, long time, uh, long time, no see. And, uh, the two Toms are there and Tom's like, yeah, I've been neglecting the belly, our old stomping grounds. This is great. Santa's like, thank you. And, um, they're having a business lunch and Tom's like, thank you so much. Okay. We have all our glassware. We still need to get wine glasses. We need to get serving trays for the daily mail. And, um, Tom's like, they have blue ones like the, anyways, they're, they're talking about glassware and silverware, whatever. 
And Sandoval's like, it was interesting seeing you and Katie sort of like bickering, like you're still together. They're talking about the other night. And Tom's like, dude, we have a really good friendship. I like, I like, like, you guys are arguing. Yeah, we're still friends. That's literally one of the first times me and Katie have bickered in months. We're creating this narrative that I chose Randall over Lala. Like, how could you? It's not that deep, man. I wanted to play pickleball and it had been seven months. My life was crumbling. When your life crumbles, you need the ball of pickle, man. And Santa was like, you don't, you, you don't, you don't owe anything to her, man. Fuck that. I mean, one thing you got to know about Sandoval, he's going to be like, yeah, fuck, I'm with you, dude. Sandoval gets so, he rides for his buddy, you know, he gets all animated, his face, his hands, and Tom's like, I don't owe her a goddamn thing. Also, her being with Randall when they first met, it was like, uh, I'll suck your dick for a fucking Range Rover. Maybe she should have not known not like get fucking knocked up by a dude like that. <laughs> That's Man, Sandoval, I have a feeling Lala probably sent you a text on that one. Sandoval and I talking about like, seems pretty insane that Lala didn't see the whole casting couch situation coming from Randall, considering they would role play. We get a flashback of Lala telling Stassi, oh, there's been a lot of times I'll be like, come to the hotel and I'll put a wig on and I'll be named Tiffany and I'll do anything to be in a movie. Like, give blowjobs, little blowies. And Sandoval and I talking is like, I mean, come on. And then Schwartz is like, I think probably I should sit down with Lala, like hear her out. It felt so absurd to me, but the reason I'm going to do it is less about Lala and more for my friendship with Katie. Honestly, that's very sweet, Schwartz. Katie loves Lala for sure. And I just wouldn't want to do anything to compromise me and Katie's friendship. We've had such a healthy fucking divorce. By the way, I re I'm, we're rebranding the word divorce. I don't like it. It's too melodramatic. How about instead of saying, I want to get a divorce, you say, I want to start a happy new beginning without you. Sandoval <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Scene fades. We're over at James's place planning for the Ziggy hotel event. And James is like, oh, we have to do the champagne one. He's picking out outfits. And Allie's like, no, why? The champagne goes with my shirt mold, remember? Allie's wearing a blue mini dress. I thought I was wearing this one. Wear the pink shoes. Well, I'll put them on, but I'm just doing the dress first. Katie and Lala are dressed and ready for the party. They flash to a shot of Peter driving his convertible, obviously on his way over to pick up the girl. Raquel, who looks nice, ready to go, is with Ariana, who is doing her hair with the largest fucking curling iron hair appliance in the world. By the way, this is that th this is that thing I always saw influencers sell. They have like the three, you guys know, like the three attachments, and I always used to see it in my Instagram stories. It's huge. Um, I can't believe Ariana's wrist didn't break holding this thing. And Raquel's like, I feel like under a lot of stress tonight. And Ariana's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, it's like Ariana didn't have tons to do in this, but it's like one of those things like you, it's so good to have her there. She is this kind of voice of reason. And she's also like really kind of slyly funny in ways. Uh, Raquel goes, you know, with James plus Allie plus Peter, that's a lot. And Ariana's like, yeah, I feel like I'm more nervous for Allie than I am for you. And Raquel's like, just check in on me. And she's like, yeah, I will. We're at Hotel Ziggy where James is arriving, holding hands with Allie. They show us the layout of a pool surrounding party area as well as the DJ stand. This place is just actually new, newly opened in the last year on Sunset. And James is like, what's up? Lady Lala and Katie are walking up. And Lala goes, the last time I was here, it wasn't Hotel Ziggy. Uh, it was a different place. And I made Faith and her dude wait in the parking lot while I banged the guy in the car. Could you, I'm going to go bang the guy. In the, I've never had times like that, I don't think. I never had a, like, leaving Buca de Beppo and been like, anyway, stay in her and greet James. And uh, Katie's like, this is super cute. And Lala's like, yeah, this is really cool. Hi, right, what's up? I'm glad you like it. 
And Lala's like, wait, how often are you here? Like once a month. I'm going to make it twice a month, maybe three times a month. And Katie's like, okay, well, uh, we're going to get a drink. Lala gets a Diet Coke. Katie gets a tequila soda. And they sit at a table with Allie. And Allie's like, I'm going to drink, but I'm waiting a minute. And Lala's like, do you get buck wild? And Allie's like, I've been behaving lately. Yeah. And Lala's like, have you ever had any injection in your life? And Allie's like, not yet. No. And Lala goes, you have like full lips and stuff. You don't need any filler. And Allie's like, really? Oh my gosh, no, but thank you. And Lala on a talking head goes, James loves a thin-lipped bitch. I mean, first Raquel, now Allie. Even I was a thin-lipped bitch back when we started banging. Man, That I love Lala paying attention to face details immediately. Are all women like this? Like, it really, truly scares me. Katie goes, I heard you all moved in together. How's that been? Oh, it's like the most spontaneous thing I've ever really done. Help me. Save me. No, she goes, everything just happened so fast. And honestly, we're just having so much fun. And it just kind of happened. And so, like, organic. And Lala goes, did you not get nervous? And Hallie goes, get nervous that James was engaged like a month before he met you? Um, I was hesitant, yeah. Speaking of, and Allie spots Raquel, Peter, and Ariana coming in. Katie snaps her head around, oh my god. And Lala goes, oh, have you met her? And Allie's like, um, briefly. And Raquel to Allie's like, hi, how are you? And Allie's like, good. And Raquel goes, I like your outfit. So, Hotel Ziggy. (laughs) What a wild line. Allie's like, thank you. James brings Allie a drink over to the table immediately and kisses her in front of Raquel and um, you know, and James is like, are you okay to Allie? And Allie's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Peter and Raquel make their way back to the bar. Peter, uh, goes, this'll be fun. <laughs> uh, they keep putting sir manager under him in the Chiron. It's like, yeah, we know. I love it all. Like, I, I mean, man, I wish, I hope a lot of new people are watching Vanderpump that have never seen Peter before, but I feel like we all know Peter and Raquel's like, so fun. And Peter's like, yeah. And Raquel's like, yeah. And it's really awkward. Sheena's now arriving to the party. Sandoval and Tom also arrive. Greet everybody. Tom touches Lala's shoulders and uh, he's like, hey. And Katie's like, that was nice. Uh, And Lala's like, we need to stay here. Maybe I'll dive in the pool. And James announces, we're about to get this party started. I'd like to thank everyone for coming out tonight. My name, DJ James Kennedy. Let's go. Peter uh, to Tom is like, "How's how's it being single again, Tom? I have no desire to date, Peter. I'll be honest with you, to be with another human being. And Peter's like, is it that bad? It isn't that bad. I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about you. What's going on with Raquel? Is it flowing? (laughs) It is flowing, Tom. We'll see what happens. Okay. And Peter's like, I like her, so I'll keep on pursuing. And the Toms laugh a little too hard. I just feel like, I, I mean, is this, does Peter not read signals? I mean, I, uh, and Katie's like, where are the boys? Logan, Lala's friend. Logan, no, not the Logan from earlier. Looks around the room and Katie's like, scope him out. The only thing is Tom's here. And Logan's like, Tom's always going to be around. And Katie's like, well, you know what? Thus far, he hasn't been around for most of my happenings. And Logan's like, yeah. Katie and Otagane goes, I've made out with like three people and done the full deed with like two. I'm not out there like whoring it up. And she's like, can I even say that word? Whore? Am I going to get canceled? Am I canceled? And uh, it's actually a really funny moment. But the thing is, Katie's honest about this shit. But I have a feeling if you ask Schwartz, he would not be honest about this shit or even any of the guys on the show. But like the Katie's like, yeah, this is what I've done so far. So uh, Logan's like, that boy looks hot. And Katie's like, where? In the hat right there with the smiley face. Katie's like, I feel like Lala would be into that. Yeah. And they're just kind of looking at guys. And um, Lala, they're talking to it's like, this is the first time in my life that I've been single and sober. The thought of just meeting the guy and like, we're going to do this. I don't have anything to like lube me up. La la. I guess down there I have a lot of shit to lube me up, but like it really freaks me out. 
I like they're sharing it all this season. Anyways, uh, Lala meets this guy Rex, and then Lala says to the smiley face hat guy, hey, and Lala's like, best for last, kidding, you're all gorgeous, you're all very gorgeous, and smiley face hat guy's like, can I ask you how old you are, is that against the rules, and Lala's like, no, I'm 31, and he's like, 31, she's like, yeah, you're just inside my age bracket, and Lala goes, I love it, I'm just looking for a one-nighter, so we're good, and he goes, maybe tonight, and she goes, I have my kid tonight, and he goes, oh, perfect, we'll be quiet, and Lala goes, we'll be quiet, now you're making me nervous and wet no and uh ariana says to raquel ali seems to be like very and she goes so sweet and they go right like do i want to pull her aside i mean it is interesting ariana and raquel aren't there shit talking you know like it is interesting raquel and i talking to it goes clearly ali isn't going anywhere i might as well rip off the band-aid and get to know the girl raquel goes up do you mind if i pull you for a chat real quick pull you for a chat by the way this is love island speak right here this is like guy pull you for a chat real quick i won't pull you for a chat that's literally the verbiage raquel must watch love island and eagle eye james is like why is raquel pulling ali aside alone raquel goes how are you and ali's like good how are you doing and raquel goes good i just wanted to check in with you because i honestly i still care about james i want to make sure like you know he's good well i'm glad that we got to talk raquel because i honestly want to be considerate of your feelings especially since like we're in the same circle now and raquel's like i appreciate that it's hard she goes yeah and raquel goes because like obviously you're in love with the guy yeah i am and raquel goes i was too And Ali goes, I appreciate your guys' relationship because he would have been completely different if he didn't have you. I feel like we low-key switched lives. Now, this is the part where I was like, Raquel, like Raquel didn't look at it, but I was like, is this like saying something like that? I was like, wouldn't it just like Raquel just hop on her? Like, how dare you? We did not switch lives. What does that even mean? Raquel's like, exactly. I was hurt when I found out like you guys were dating seriously so soon after our breakup. And I was contemplating, did James ever really love me? Because how could he move on so soon? And I was like, you know, he's just a fast person. Like he just goes like a hundred miles a minute. I love that. Like, this is so dark. Did James ever really love me? <laughs> and then we get to James at the DJ saying, going, go, 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 And then Allie's like, he's just so motivated and fun. Just like his energy is really fun to be around. And Raquel's like, for sure, for sure, for sure. But at the same time, there were moments where I'd have to monitor what I said just so that he wasn't upset. And Allie's like, yeah, you have to kind of like watch because you don't want to. And Raquel goes, rock the boat. But hey, it's good to rock the boat. And Allie goes, it is good to rock the boat and I'm starting to rock the boat and I'm like sorry it's gonna get rocky and Raquel claps her hand good 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 for you yes I encourage you you got this you're good you're golden and um at this moment a naked man wearing only a white tail wrapped around his waist and his face blurred out saunters past them and Raquel's like excuse me and half naked man's like would you guys like a shot or anything she's like I'll pass and half naked man's like what's your name and Allie's like this is Raquel well, you're sitting on my fucking couch. And Raquel's like, well, you're interrupting, so... And the girls take their leave from half-naked man's couch, and they blurt out his face. But, you know, I love that there's a party going on, and he comes out naked. And then Raquel gives him a zinger. Well, I'm way too tall for you, by the way. Yeah, girl, get it, Raquel. Um, Raquel and I talking, I was like, well, now that I see that James has completely moved on from me, I need to figure out what moving on means to me. Cut to Peter, Sir Manager. Do you want the same or do you want a Moscow mule, Raquel? And Raquel's like, Moscow mule. And Peter orders their drinks. Well, I'm going to get nice and drunk. I don't have anything to do tomorrow. So, I mean, didn't he drive them there? But also, I like that Peter's like, well, I'm going to get nice and fucked up. 
<laughs> let's enjoy ourselves. Like that's a wild thing to say on a second date. Like, I mean, it, unless you like just like are bonded at the hip with this person and it can be, you know, but like I'm going to get wasted. <laughs> Will you hold my ponytail back if I throw up on my shoes? While Peter is saying this, Raquel abruptly walks away because of her emotions of the alley talk. And Peter doesn't realize this. He just stares at her leaving, you know, and Raquel and I talking to goes, I have to be my own person. The party is raging. People are dancing, jumping in the pool. Peter is taking his ponytail out, so you know it means business. Ariana's hugs Sandoval, and she goes, you need new dance moves. And he goes, I know. And Schwartz is like, I'm going to be the drunk. I'm going to be drunk after this. And she's like, don't be a pussy. And Tom DeLala is like, can I talk to you for a sec? By the way, that was rude to you. I don't like feeling tense around you anymore. And Lala's like, I know. And Tom's like, I cannot deny your feelings, but from my point of view, it seems absurd. His cheating is horrible, but you completely cut me out of your life for hanging out with someone seven months afterwards. And Lala's like, I don't ask for much, Schwartz. I would never, over cheating, say you cannot hang out with someone. I thought on the rooftop, I was very clear. This damn rooftop again. I'm going into something that's going to be life-changing for me. And if you don't want to be on my team, that's fine. But I can't have you around me. And Tom's like, I'll be honest. The fact that you wanted to have a meeting, it felt a little eager egocentric to me and she's like for you to say that was ego driven is fucked up and you better take that back i won't take it back because from my point of view it felt like that well from my point of view you're weak you're weak if anybody else was put in my situation right now this would take them the fuck out i wake up every day i provide for my fucking kid i'm paying out the ass for these fucking lawyers i'm not a weak bitch when I hung out with Randall, it was not malicious. What you sent me via text, it was malicious. You took a dig at my marriage. You said I don't associate with weakness. Right. You stand by that? Yeah, I don't associate with weakness. And Tom in a talking goes, like, who the fuck do you think you are? All of a sudden, I'm not spending the rest of my life with a woman I love. We're not going to have kids. We're not going to grow old together. I'm not, like, worried about what's going on in Lala's life, to be quite frank. And then Tom goes, that's really fucking hurt my feelings what you said that. I'm at probably the lowest point in my life. It really fucking hurt my feelings. Well, I apologize for my timing, Tom. Lala and a talking head, I have to make a stance. You choose me or you're my enemy. And Lala's like, with this, it's black and white. You got to pick a side. You don't think that sounds absurd? I'm taking no fucking prisoners. This is what it is. Lala and I talking head's like, this is the year of burning bridges, and I'm okay with that. And Lala's like, Lala's like, you have to stand for something. The camera pans to all different friends at the party. Boom, boom, boom. Fade out. This season on Vanderpump Rules. Girls, drinks, partying, boats, drinking, laughing, dating, sex, fighting, weddings, restaurant openings. Lisa's like, bienvenue of Vanderpump in Paris. And she was like, this summer, everyone's single. And Garcelle from Beverly Hills is like, oh, should I be here? Lala's like, who's ready to be a stepdad? And Ariana's like, what's it like out there? Is it a cornucopia of delicious dick? And Lala's like, I couldn't sleep in the bed last night because it was so wet. Because I'm a bedwetter. Schwartz and Sandy's. Tom's like, we got to get this fucking bar open. And LVP's like, why haven't you opened? And it's like, if it wasn't for this bar, me and Katie would still be together. That's not true. Lisa DeKin's like, when I see what it's cost them. And she wipes a tear away. And Sandoval's like, I'm paying for it, motherfucker. It's not good. And Sandoval's like, we just have to open the door. And the Schwartz and Sandy's manager's like, dude, then fucking open it. And James is like, I do think Ali's the one. I'm going to put some babies in there one day and Lisa's like you sound like a dictator and Lala's like James and I definitely hooked up and Tom's like you were a provocateur Katie and Katie's crying and then she's like Katie said you and I are having an oh, oh 
Katie said you, uh, Sheena to Tom or said, Katie said you and Ariana are having an open relationship instead of like, Oh my God. And then Raquel seems like she's going through something. She needs help. And Tom's like to Lala, you're a bootleg housewife. And Lala's like, you're a fucking loser. Look at those lips. Blah. And then Ariana's like, this summer has been so fucking awful for me. And James is like, I'll fucking smack you in your fucking dumb face. Go make another joke. And Ariana's like, knock it off. We're done. And then Lisa's like, what's happening with Randall? And Lala's like i want to know what they're accusing him of these things they're accusing him of and dj james kenny's like everyone has an ego the size of my cock and lala's like so small and james is like oh really you guys what we're back oh and it's friday you guys go have the best weekend ever Go drink something great. Go eat something good. Spend time with your family. Spend time by yourself. Uh, listen to something good. Dance, sing, all that stuff. Read, lay down, sleep, stay up. I don't care. But we'll see you bright and early on Monday. Uh, remember, Summer House Recap will be over on the Patreon. Go sign up for that. And what a week, you guys. Uh, thank you for allowing me to live my dream. And yeah, this is the dream for me. So I appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you on Monday. Betches.